can't sit out here at this range and play with McGregor. Oh, that leg's beat up, man. Dustin Poirier has Oh, oh big left right. from Poirier, now a right hand. Oh, he's hurt. He's got to go back to the oh, count. Oh, big left and now oh, a right. Oh, oh, oh my God. Dustin Poirier. Oh, knockout from Poirier. Dustin Poirier has a knockout Conor McGregor. Lafayette, Louisiana. Your guy has done it. Are you kidding me right now? My goodness. This is BetQL Daily with the Joes. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. What a time to be alive if you're just a big sports fan, big sports better, pro sports better, or working in a sports book like our next guest, Nick Kalikas. We have all these huge sporting events going on uh, this weekend, including UFC 264, a McGregor fight. And uh, I- I'd imagine it's quite different in Vegas uh, right now. Let's uh, check in with Nick Kalikas. We go out to Las Vegas. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at Fight Odds, at Fight Odds. He's a pro odds maker and a pro better risk supervisor over at Circus Sports. Nick, we appreciate you coming on the show the day before, UFC 264. I know it's always different out there for a McGregor fight, and it's great to have it back in Vegas with fans. Uh, tell us a little bit of, about the energy. Set the scene. What, what's it been like uh, in Vegas over the last couple of days? Oh, man. Thanks, first of all. Thanks for having me on. appreciate it. Um, and, it's yeah, the buzz in Vegas is something different. Anytime Conor McGregor comes to town, you just have that special event feel, that level of enthusiasm, the level of excitement. Everything just has an uptick, you know. So, and and of course, this is the first I think major, you know, fight event that we're having since the pandemic opened back up. Everything's kind of back to life here in Vegas. So, T-Mobile Arena is going to be popping. It's just, you know, it's about time. You know, everybody's ready for everything to get kind of back to normal. And on top of that, this has like a Super Bowl type of feel because it's kind of McGregor. Nick, have you noticed either more money coming in, more wagers coming in, just an increase in excitement from the betting angle here on this particular match, the event? Like you said, it's a Super Bowl angle, and we, we know with the Super Bowl, casual fans will jump in. It's like, I, I got to bet this thing. It's a Super Bowl. I want, I want action on this. Have you noticed that? Is, is that happening here ahead of USC 264? Yes, it is, and I'm expecting a lot more of that to happen tomorrow on fight day because, like you said, the casuals, I mean, if they hear Conor McGregor is fighting, there's no research needed really for <laughs> most people, right? They're just going to come in and fire just like the Super Bowl. A lot of people are casuals, even if they don't really bet throughout the year, they want some action on the Super Bowl. I think we're going to have something similar here um, with Conor McGregor. So we are seeing some of that already, but it's going to get a lot more heavy tomorrow for sure. But as far as max bets and stuff like that go, yeah, we've our limits right now for the fight um, online on the app or whatnot are 50 K. So not just over the counter. If you want to come up, to the counter, we could probably accept more, so we're willing to take more because we're going to take 100k tomorrow on fight day. But right now, standard app limits are 50k at Circus Sports, so we're getting some max wagers coming in already at that price, and I expect more 100k wagers come in tomorrow as well. Yeah, Nick. Uh, to your point, I've been hearing from some people that uh, do bet UFC, but on the big events, so a McGregor fight, they're going to jump in, uh, they're going to plunk down the money to watch it, and they want to bet on McGregor. And many are shocked that McGregor is the underdog right now. Where are you guys at Circus Sports? And you mentioned you expect more McGregor money. Uh, that, that's fairly obvious. Where do you think it's going to close? Are, are we talking all the way to a pick Right now we're sitting at Poirier minus 140, the comeback on McGregor plus 120. Now the action has dictated where the line went. I opened McGregor minus 120, even money on Poirier. And the flood of action started coming in on Poirier. I wasn't freaking out at all because I expected it, to be honest with you, especially off that last performance. A lot of people, the narrative is Conor McGregor is at that point of his career where 
you know, he's living that luxurious life and people don't think he's taking the sport as serious or whatnot. And I, I think people are just underestimating him a little bit. And I know the Conor McGregor money is going to come back in. So we try to stay ahead of it a little bit, sort of speak. And I expect a lot more money to come in tomorrow on Connor. But early on, it's been Poirier. We're getting more max bets on Poirier as well. So we're heavier on Poirier right now. But, again, when it's all said and done, the money will be on McGregor. And I think we're going to be probably needing McGregor slightly before it goes off. I wouldn't be surprised if this drops back down towards a pick'em fight, a true pick'em. Nick, which other fights uh, stand out to you on the undercard here? Because usually people get into it like, all right, what else is going on? They might take a few here, there, the undercard. Is there one or two that a lot of money's coming in on that you're interested in that, that you really think is going to be um, a really interesting and, 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 and great fight to watch and to bet on? Well, the co-main event is definitely interesting because you have Burns that's just coming off that title fight loss against Usman, which obviously Usman is a respectable champion. We just saw he did to Masvidal. So losing to Usman is not bad, and Burns has been on a pretty nice rise to get to that point. The other end of it, Thompson's kind of flying under the radar. I mean, he's an elite-level striker, and matchup-wise, <clears throat> excuse me, this is a pretty good, interesting throwback type of fight because you got Burns, a jiu-jitsu guy, versus Thompson, the striker. But the action has been crazy on this fight. Early on, it was Thompson. We got a lot of sharp action going Thompson's way. And now, as we get closer to fight day, we're seeing a lot of public action come back in on Burns as well. So we're heavier on Burns, but the action has been crazy for this co-main event as well. This is BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio. Our guest, Nick Kalikas, risk supervisor over at Circus Sports out in Las Vegas, uh, among some other states as well. But uh, Nick is also a better himself. So, Nick, tell us about uh, some of the picks that you really like. Any fighters uh, that, that you'll be betting on? Yeah, I like one ladies matchup that has my eye for sure is um, Kunitskaya versus Aldana. Right now we have it's Kunitskaya minus 105, Aldana minus 115. That's going to be a high-level ladies match. It's an important fight for that division as well, and I think it's going to be a very competitive fight, but the underdog at minus 105 I think is probably the way to go. Kunitskaya is a grinder. She's starting to adapt to that style a little bit more, and that's what I think she's going to implement here in this fight. So I think she's going to make this a – Kind of a dull, boring fight, and I know a lot of fans don't want to expect that, but that's the way she's going to get the job done here. She's going to grind against the cage, try to get some takedowns, and control the fight and tempo, and then land some shots along the way. So I think that's going to be a pretty exciting high-level fight. So if you're going to bet a dog, I think Kuniskaya might be one to target this weekend. Nick, take us through how the odds are – you arrive to the odds for a UFC bout. You know, for I think the major sports, it's pretty simple, right? The strength of schedule, how good the team is, injuries. These are one-on-one -on -one bouts. And sometimes you know, these fighters haven't fought in a while. They fought someone that was a different style the last time they fought. How do you come to odds in UFC bouts and matchups? Like, what, what, what goes into it to get to you guys to having dogs and favorites? Well, I mean, first of all, a lot of research. I've, I've been doing this for almost 20 years now across the board, like as far as setting lines or whatnot. So, I mean, through the years, you kind of develop a style and, and develop a game plan and format to go about it. And, but a lot of it's research, a lot of it's film study, of course. And you put a price out there that's going to be attractive, and you have to kind of include the public perception into that line as well, oftentimes. So you just kind of factor everything in and, and get yourself – in a spot where you're comfortable opening that line. And then, of course, you let the action kind of dictate where it goes from there. So more times than not, it obviously works out for us. Uh, MMA, it's a beatable sport for sure, UFC and MMA. I mean, a lot of bettors that do their research can win betting on UFC and MMA consistently throughout the year. I mean, it's not easy. You're going to take your lumps and losses for sure. But uh, the majority of the people that really do the research, I think, can be winners when it comes to UFC. But most of the public, of course, does not do that homework and do, do that research. So... Unfortunately, for most cases, that's not the case. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely an interesting sport, and I think it's a little bit different than anything else out there.
Nick, uh, as you know, all sorts of narratives out there for your main event, uh, the McGregor-Poirier fight. Uh, excuses and, okay, this is about the legacy. Now we have a motivated McGregor. Do you throw all of that to the side? I know as an odds maker, you're supposed to, but uh, that's how a lot of people are going to bet. Do you do you buy into any of those sort of narratives? We have such a small sample size. We haven't seen much of McGregor over the last few years. Right. No, I think you have to take some of that into consideration because some of it's true, right? I mean, but at the same time, there's a lot of recency bias that goes into fights. I mean, you're only as good as your last bet. You're only as good as your last fight. I mean, that's the case for a lot of people. So in most people's minds, yeah, I think that is what they're thinking right now. We're with McGregor, just, we haven't seen enough of him. And, and you know, that, that's reality. I mean, I wish he was fighting more consistent, but that's the thing here in this spot. I mean, he's fighting what five, six months after their last fight. Right. So it's, he's getting right back in there and I think he's going to try to be obviously more active after this fight as well. So if that's the case, I think that's going to be really good for him. But as far as ignoring the noise, I think you kind of have to, I mean, a lot of people are going to talk now again, of course you have to kind of plan ahead and, and assume or, or try to anticipate which way the action is going to come. And I knew it was going to come towards uh, Poirier, like I said, early on, I expected some of that. So the anticipation and the adjustments made, you have to kind of, I guess, ignore the noise to a certain extent, but at the same time, it is going to factor in because you know it's going to be coming, if that makes sense. Nick, what is the uh, anticipation guess, uh, educated guess on, on McGregor and the kind of shape he's in right now? Well, you talked earlier about maybe his lifestyle's changed, things going on away, and now he's come back into the ring here. Is the expectation that he's going to be in great shape and ready to, ready to go tomorrow night, or is there a little bit of um, you know confusion or not knowing what we're going to get from him physically? No, I think physically he's going to be okay. I think physically he was okay last fight, to be honest with you. A lot of people think he was kind of starting to gas and wear out a little bit. I think it was more the leg kicks than anything else in their last meeting. So I don't think cardio or fitness is really going to be that much of an issue. Now, of course, historically, I mean, let's face it, Conor McGregor has slowed down in fights. So I think even if he's in tip-top shape, when it gets to around three, four, or five, he's going to slow down because he always does. It doesn't matter how good of shape he's in. That's just the way he is. But I think as far as being in physical shape and being ready to go, I'm not concerned about that. Conor McGregor is a professional, and I think he is going to show up here and be okay. Uh, Nick, I was looking at a few dogs coming up on Saturday's big card. Uh, we covered the the, uh, the main event and the co-main, but uh, any any big dogs that stand out? I was looking at Hall. Uh, Hardy's a slight dog. There's also the the Price Pereira bout. Anything you like? I actually lean a little bit more towards Greg Hardy, believe it or not. And of course, he's okay. a popular name, you know, kind of obviously an all-pro football player. I mean, just a special athlete making the transition over to the UFC. And a lot of people thought maybe it was a gimmick. It was all hype or whatnot. But this guy's a legit fighter, man, especially when it stays on the feet. I I'm impressed with what I've seen in his transition to the sport. He's taking it serious. I know he's coming off a loss. So I think the people are writing him off because of that loss. But he fought a high-level heavyweight that was able to take the fight to the floor and implement a good game plan that was effective. Now, Tuivasa, who he's fighting this weekend, is another striker. He doesn't really go for takedowns. So if this is going to be a striker versus striker matchup, I think Hardy has a little bit of advantage as far as the pure striking aspect here in this spot. He hits like a truck man, and he's got a little bit of reach here. And I think he's pretty tough and a lot better than people are really giving him credit for. So I think Hardy at the dog money is probably the right way to go here. Nick, let me throw an NBA question at you. NBA Finals 2-0 Suns. Chris Paul has played very well, yet you look up right now and he's, you know, it's minus 130. You can still find him. It's not overwhelming. It seems to us on this show that it's uh, it's a good bet that Chris Paul, Suns win. He's going to win the MVP. What, what do you make of Chris Paul not being a bigger favorite right now to be the Finals MVP? Well, I think right now, I mean, there's still so many things that can change, right? And, and let's not forget, I mean, 
Chris Paul's at that point of his career where, you know, he gets banged up almost every game. So we don't even know if he's going to finish the series. I hope he does because he's been playing so well. And, and everybody's kind of pulling for him, I think, at this point of his career, right? Uh, but, yeah, that's why. I mean, we still have a long way to go. I know it's 2-0 right now, but I think the Bucks will, you know, make some noise and make this a series. I don't think they're just going to get ran over here in this spot. So I think there's just so many more things that can happen, and that's why you have to factor that in. I mean, Chris Paul should be the favorite right now, obviously, and, and I think we're going to get more action on him, so the line might rise a little bit. But at the same time, there's just too many things that can happen, and it's still too early, even though it's 2 uh, Nick, we've already seen some stories. Oh, we'll see the NBA ratings. They're down again. You don't have the star power that you need in the NBA Finals. The fringe fan really isn't interested. Well, tell us about the betting. Are, are the people putting money down on the NBA Finals as much as they have in the past? Yeah, I think so. I mean, like, like you said, I, the, definitely it, it's a different type of feel for the finals. I mean, it was, you know, when we got the semis on both sides, we knew it was going to be interesting. And, and for me, I like it. You know, I like the new blood. I like the, the fact that you get these young teams in there or the bucks that have been kind of scratching at that door for a while. So I, I, I'm good with where we're at. We're right now with everything. But as far as the action goes, I mean, I think there is a little bit of a buzz drop because LeBron James and you, the star power is not in there. So that's always going to have a, a bit of an impact. But as far as handle goes, I mean, I, I see – a lot of good action coming in. I mean, a lot of decent-sized wagers are coming in as well. So I don't think we're seeing um, a, a, that much of a decrease, if that makes sense. But at the same time, Circa Sports right now is kind of a different beast. I mean, we're growing mm -hmm. constantly. Since Circa Las Vegas opened up our casino, I mean, there's a lot more customers that are flooding in and, and opening, up, opening up accounts. So we're constantly growing. So it's kind of a different tell for us, if that makes sense as well. Nick, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, we, we were hitting on it yesterday. We couldn't believe the over-under was as low as it was. Um, it seems like the market's going to correct there for his next game. Um, how, how about that? When a guy has an injury and then he comes back and then boom, it's like, man, everyone thinks he's going to go under and he goes way over. You think we see a, a correction here as the uh, market changes on Giannis as he continues to play and play well? I think so. I think so. I think Giannis is, I mean, he's another type of freak athlete, right? And I can't believe that he's able to play, honestly. I mean, that hyperextension was just sick, right? So coming back and perform like he has, I think everybody will – anticipate and, and kind of adjust and, and make the needed, um, you know, line movements or adjustments necessary as we go. Uh, is this going to be the most bet UFC that you've seen at Circa? I think so. Yeah. I mean, especially with, like I said, the limit bump tomorrow going hundred K for the Conor McGregor fight. I'm expecting several of those to come in. So yeah, I think our handle is going to be off the charts to be honest with you. Excellent. Nick Kalikas from Circa sports at fight odds on Twitter. Uh, Nick, thank you for your recommendations and all the great info. All right. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Really liked it. Enjoyed it. And uh, enjoy the fight this weekend. It should be an awesome card. Oh, we will. We will definitely do that. So much going on. Good stuff there from Nick Kalika. So we got some picks out of him as well. The guy knows what he's talking about. The guy that's uh, that's setting all the numbers. I, I He's right. I mean, this McGregor number, if you want to bet him, if you know you're going to bet on him, do it right now. Yep. Get the plus money because it's probably going to be a pick him tomorrow. Yeah, people will come in who haven't thought about this yet. They're going to see him and they're going to jump all over it tomorrow because it's Conor McGregor. And it's amazing. He is the headliner for the sport. And it's just the attention on this one is just gigantic. It's it's also like startling. You look like that's five years. He's had like three or four fights, but he's still the headline. He gets bodies in. He gets eyeballs on the sport every single time. Joe Owen, Joe G. This is BetQL Daily. Lightning bets are next on the BetQL Network.